Hello, everyone. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> this is a great start again. We're back. We're back. Back from the depths in w- to which we went and have returned and now. Have returned from to you. Yes, with fresh voices to the internet. Fresh, fresh uh, ideas. Fresh ideas. Yes. Fresh things. Fresh yeah. subjects. Subjects. Very much. Uh, and that's what we come bring to you. Uh, and take you along with us, not yeah. back to the depths, but up to the skies of Geeky Guy's airwaves. Yes, that the means. Geeky Guy heavens. <laughs> the Geek heavens. Heavens. That would be great uh, if all geeks went to the same heaven. Uh, oh, they, there'd be, I don't know. They'd spend eternity there, just, yes. uh, I don't know, role-playing, playing games. All, uh, yeah, a lot of D&D being played. Probably. Magic. Yeah. Maybe they cosplay a lot. Probably it's like it's like Comic Con, but all year round. Yeah, forever. Speaking of which, you went to Comic Con. I did Dutch Comic Con. No, no, which Heroes one? Dutch Comic. Heroes Dutch Comic Con. Yes. It's funny because I think there's multiple Comic Cons and they all just write the name Comic Con. Yeah, put something in front of it to make them unique or something. Yes, I went there in Utrecht. It was good. Very nice. Um, what was the experience like? You went last year, right? Yeah, yeah. This was my second time. It nice. was less busy and I was better prepared. And, That's good. Um, yeah, I saw some cool things. I saw this like how do you call that like a like a like an obstacle course in the style of The Witcher Three, I think, in uh, promotion cool. as uh, for the for the uh, like Netflix show actually for the upcoming season. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, said, I said yeah, it's I been released. I think. Oh my! Yeah, I think it was for promotion. Yeah. It was very like with you know fake Which wood. Is, and by the stuff. way, also a very interesting subject to talk about with Henry Cavill leaving The Witcher. I don't know if you heard. Did I you have, hear? I have not been updated. This. Oh, damn. Should we talk about this now? Yes. Maybe, maybe yes. Just, just as a quick update. So for, for those of you who don't know, so Henry Cavill, uh, who also played Superman, he's a very famous actor. He plays Geralt of Rivia in the Witcher series, which is very nice because he's a fan of the series himself. Right. So he knows the source material. Uh, and that is exactly why he left. Because he... Uh, so So... The, the the official story, I think, is that he just left because of uh, schedules and it didn't work out and stuff like that. But I think to pretty much everyone it's clear, and I think he's even gone as far to saying so in, in some interviews that he had a major discussion with the writers about the source material, mm. about how he didn't like where the series was going, and it wasn't... Uh, according to him, uh, good for the character, good, uh, like respectful to the source material. Right. And they had a major discussion or maybe multiple discussions. This must have probably been going on for some time, I imagine. And so he left or wow. he got fired. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably yeah. never know which one it actually was. Damn. Yeah. Huh. Do, do, you know, do you know who's going to play him now? Liam Hemsworth, I think. Uh, or Chris. Chris probably. Well, I no, guess I there think, are two people actually. I think Liam. <laughs> I think who? Liam. Who? Wait, let me see. Uh, interesting. What are your thoughts on this? I can I can imagine though if he's such a fan of the source material and, and he you know he wasn't agreeing with what the writers wanted. I can imagine him just saying, "No, I will not stand for this." Yeah, I can totally imagine that. Yeah, uh, same, same. I I can totally imagine it. And obviously, everyone's mad about it. Uh, I yeah. think the the new season isn't doing well because of it. Oh, Everybody's wow. boycotted it. Really, really. This would be, this is going to be like the last season that Cavill is on because they already filmed this one. Right. And 
it, it's indeed Liam Hemsworth. Right. He's going to take over. All right. Okay. So sorry for interrupting your Comic-Con story. Though. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I did not did think of that when I was running up for Comic-Con Wars. <laughs> that was fine. It's okay. Pretty uh, cool, though. Yeah, that they was put nice. It out there. Yeah. Also, I also saw the, they have this House of Wax. I, I don't know. I think it's a group of, um, I don't know how you call it. They make ex- walk-to experiences with actors and theming stuff. It's just kind of like a haunted house, except it's not haunted. Yeah, and uh, it's like actual actors, right? It's yeah, not just, actors. just still statues. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this And this time they did it in the theme of Lord of the Rings, or I think Very they called cool. it something of Middle-earth. Um, Very cool. I'm not sure what promo- why they were promoting that. Maybe because of the new Magic Gathering set? Or what, what's happening around Lord of the Rings? I guess the Gollum game came out that we talked about once. But yes. I'm, I'm not sure why they picked that, but it was good. Uh and um, I, I walked through it. it. Was nice. There was like an area with with uh, like a hobbiton, and then there was an elven forest with an ant standing there. And Very then there was cool. an orc camp with with Urukai and orcs, and they were scary and hurling insults at us. Uh, so how big was this? I don't know. It's like a, like a I guess it's like a ten minute walk. No, five minute walk. Wow, through. that's pretty cool. But it's pretty big. They had like, yeah, that's large. Because they also had an area with oh with with Shilop. Uh, like a fake Shiloh, but with, with like flashing Very lights. Cool. And there was one part with ring rates and the Sauron, of course. Honestly, sounds kind of amazing. It was, I was geeking out. It was a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, and also, the last part, there was this uh, part with the, the ghost king that said, The gate forward is closed or some shit. When wow. Aragorn calls upon him to Very cool. fulfill his uh, oath towards him or his grandfather, I'm not sure anymore. Wow. That was cool. Yeah, enjoyed that the most, I think. And I saw a lot of Star Wars characters and a lot of anime. Nice. Um, yeah, that's good. Good stuff. And I cosplayed for the first time. Yes. And that was fun. Very nice. And um, Very nice. That was a great costume. I saw the pictures. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a Howl's Moving Castle. I was playing Howl. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, great I, character. There, there were people that they wanted to take pictures with us. And that was so cool. Cause, yeah, that's amazing, right? Yeah. Normally, I would take pictures with other people. I'm like, oh, can I yeah. take a picture? Because I saw Master Chief and, uh, and some other people. And now they do it to you. And it's very humbling yeah. and very awkward as well. But it's fun. It's awkward, but but also very humbling. And, and uh, like... You said it's it's sort of a, a great atmosphere because of that. Like everybody's sort of geeking out at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, so, and you're all together. And yeah, yeah. Someone told a lot me of connectedness for 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 cosplaying. It's almost as if you cosplay for someone else to give them a good time because people right. see you and they think, oh, that's so cool. Can I take a picture? What a cool character. Yeah, yeah. it's almost as if you're you're sort of performing for them in a way. So that's an interesting way to look at it. That's a very, especially like the, the people who do like really high end yeah. cosplay, spending lots of money probably. Yeah. But, but they also, yeah, I mean, there, there's, I, I've been to Comic-Con once and I, I was for sure, kicking out over people that had great costumes where it's like, oh, so cool. How yeah. did you make... Yeah, it is kind of like you make it for other people so they can sort of meet a, a version of the right. character they love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something very childlike about it. And that's why I really enjoyed that. So, nice. Yeah, um, I can recommend it. It's a bit... It seems scary, but it's it's just a small yeah. hurdle. Man. So, for anyone who has been wanting to go to a Comic-Con or, or any other convention for that matter, yeah, I think... We can say that's that it's recommended. Just do it. Recommend it. Yeah. I'm, I'm an awkward, shy guy. I'm not very comfortable in any clothing different than what I normally wear. So right. And I was supposed to find because there's other people that do that, and it's really yeah. fun when someone comes. And, to and maybe for your first year, like you don't dress up. That's okay. Yeah. You I just go that. to the convention and see what it's like, and then the next year you come back in a costume. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You can just dress up as whoever you want. So uh, really cool. Big recommendation. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. 
So should we talk about some things that have come out or are coming up that excite us? Yeah. And then move on to... Not excite us as much. Or not excite us as much. Like... Uh, I, I like that we're going with a Lord of the Rings team <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, like there's two, there's two Lord of the Rings things that have come out recently. One of which is really good, and one of which is really bad. <laughs> Let's start with the good stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so so Magic: The Gathering, the very famous trading card game, which we both love and we've been playing for a couple of years now, uh, has come out with a new set. With all Lord of the Rings inspired, or not even inspired, like like truly Lord of the Rings yeah. characters, sets, uh, locations, it's fantastic. Uh, what are yeah? What are your opinions about it? I think it's. Uh, I, I didn't expect me to be such a fan of it. It's just I, I bought myself a pack, and there's, but like you said, there's characters in there, and there is locations, yes. Shire, and something about the, the 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 crossover of that IP that I really love, Lord of the Rings. Mixing with the, the yeah. tactility of, of, a, of like a physical card, something right, about it is right. just mm, very nice. It's like it's so good. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And and also, like I haven't been a fan of most of the sets that have come out that yeah. Magic has brought out or Wizards of the Coast, I should say, have have, have brought out in recent months, yeah, uh, or years. <laughs> Uh, but this one really hits the nail on the head. I right. think they they did it flavor wise. They did it really well. The artwork is great, especially like the the showcase cards. They have this really nice round border, like it's almost the Hobbit hole, but also the ring. And there's yeah. this sort of very nice um, uh, art style they have going on. Yeah. I really like it. They yeah. did well with this one. Yeah. And also the cards, like and and the mechanics they they've come up with or they've used. Uh, really fit flavor-wise too, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely yeah. recognize things from from the original source material translated into gameplay. Right, mechanics. right, like how most of the Halfling cards they create food yeah. tokens, right, which yeah. is uh, really flavorful. Yeah, it just fits. Yeah, just I great. think it just shows that if you take a fantasy setting or one of the biggest fantasy settings that inspired so many things and put it into this, you know, this form of a card game, I think it works really. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it works great. Exactly. Also, and you told me this that there's this there's this very special version of the One Ring. Oh, true. That's a good yeah. So obviously, the 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 One Ring to rule them all is a very powerful uh, artifact in the Little Rings uh, stories, and obviously they wanted to do something with that. There's a card, an artifact card that's called the One Ring. It's it's a pretty good card it does it does reasonably good things but it's not like uh, mind-blowing or anything but what they did do is they made like a special version with alternate artwork and all the text written in black speech the, cool. the speech which is engraved into the ring right yeah um they made this one-of-a-kind special card and put it in one of the many millions of collector boosters that just one of them, are being right? sold just one, one card them, just one card uh, which made the prices of these collector boosters, which usually sell for like 15 euros, mm-hmm. I don't know what dollars, but you're 15 euros, uh, to like 250 euros or some, or maybe even more. So that's crazy, crazy prices because everybody wanted to find this card. Oh, it has been found. Yeah. I think somebody in Canada found it. They're, they want to remain anonymous, yeah. but already resellers are like bidding millions of That's crazy. dollars for that card. Yeah. It's just it's one crazy. of them. Probably the most expensive magic card 
ever. I think I think a Black Lotus has never been sold for more than a million, right? I have no. Yeah, I don't know. I think like I don't think that much. I think it's more like five thousand. Yeah, I mean, which is still, a lot no, no, of no. money for. I think more. I think really? more for the Black Lotus. Oh, I think wow. like in the in the uh, like north of twenty thousand or something. That's crazy. Like that. but, but not a million, I think. Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure about this, though. This is all speculation. And I wonder if that guy will ever sell that card, or what is he going to do with it? Keep yeah. it forever? What would you do? Would you keep it? I, I mean, I, I think I would. I might, too. I don't... There's, like... It's it's Even though they give you a million, million euros... I mean, that, it's that's, a, a, that's a, a lot of money, though. It is. I don't but, know. But a one-of-a-kind It's that. I think card. that's even more priceless. Though I can't imagine paying that much money for that card. Also because I don't have no it. like you you wouldn't pay a million to get that card no just because it's but but would you keep it if you got it or would you sell it I think I would yeah I think I would keep it for sure like um, a million a million dollars or euros that could change your life for sure will it last you though I don't know having that mm. card no I think I'll keep it I mean the the moral thing to do would be to sell it and to give all the money to charity but. Uh... Do those people that will want to buy the card with that million euros do that? No, they want to buy a card no, with it. They, they so. just want to buy a card. So is that with moral? It, yeah. okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh well. Speaking of immoral things, yes. The other thing that the came other, out. The other thing, the Golem game. Uh, okay. So what's this game about, Kim? Okay, so uh, quite a while ago we talked about this on the podcast. In, we did. In very like excited anticipation of oh, there's gonna be a, a Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, uh, we did. You know, taking the perspective of Gollum. Uh, and it came out a few months or a month ago or something. Yeah. And it is bad. It is very bad. Yeah, I, I've seen the reviews and some gameplay. It's, it sucks. It is bad on, on a gameplay perspective. It's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not unique. And it's buggy. There's a lot of bugs. The story makes no sense. And um, it's actually, that's it. There's there's nothing to it. That's terrible. Yeah. Because when I first heard of the, the concept... Uh, a, a stealth game based on Gollum. That sounds like something that could work, right? Because yeah. yeah. Gollum, very interesting character. Uh, you could do something with the multiple personalities there. Yes. It's an interesting world. For sure. Which you can pull a lot of interesting so source stories, material from, yeah. stories from, but... They did none of that, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> it sucks because there's this, um, the two, two games, actually, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Mm. which are more like combat games, but there are stealth elements in that. Yeah. And if you look at that, then you're like, oh, if you just take that stealth element, maybe it's enough for an interesting game. Yeah. And they didn't do that. It was a very, like I said, there's not much interesting gameplay at all. It's very walking simmy. There's platforming that works very buggy. And there's just, there's not much to yeah. it. And it's, it's just, it's badly made. That basically. sucks. And I that think sucks. the studio had a lot of, um, I'm not sure if the studio was, uh, how do you call that, like disband over it. But yeah. Um, there is some severe backlash. Yeah, backlash, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. It sucks, yeah. I mean, it's also because if you're making a game like this with such a famous IP, people are going to pay attention to what you're doing and they're going to be critics about it, Yeah. right? So when something like that fails, that's a, you're in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I think That's a big mistake for a studio. Like I think that. the studio that made it, actually, they didn't have a great track record. They were quite inexperienced and quite small, so I think it was just a too big of a mm. project, I think. 
maybe that's it, right? If they made a smaller game, more more concentrated smaller Focused, game, yeah. it could have been better. But. Yeah, I think it, because I think it went this sort of like a linear narrative route, but the narrative wasn't that good. Right. You know? and, right. and like you said, combined with high expectations of fans, then you're, you're, you're easily doing it wrong. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> Very unfortunate, but no uh, no need to check it out then. And yeah. spend money on it. No, definitely don't. That's okay. Just uh, don't do it. <laughs> imagine it, roleplay yeah. it or something. Imagine it or make it yourself. Could that be a thing? Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. But but well, then obviously you'll get copyrighted or something. I mean, I mean, yeah. you can make it yourself and then just make it yourself and then keep it for yourself. For yourself, do yeah. it. There's no and send it to us. Yeah, and then yeah, there's no rights to fantasy. Ooh, that's true. No Ooh, that's fantasy. an interesting. Mm. Okay. Maybe we should talk about this sometime. Mm, no rights to fantasy. Copyright. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very Good. interesting. All right, should we get on to? The, the the meat of this episode, the meat of that, as we like to call it, the tasty, the tasty main parts, course, basically. the tender, juicy mm. meat. Mm. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yes! So the just just for your information. Oh god. Usually we don't record in one sitting. Usually we record a bit and then yeah. we, we take a bit of a break and then we yes. record and then we reconvene, like a pee break, get some coffee. Exactly. Uh our because uh, <laughs> our our attention span is nowhere to be found. My god. <laughs> We do have coffee. We do have coffee now. Which this is something is, we didn't need. Uh, we didn't need it. Absolutely not. But it's here. Our, our break was yes. uh, chaos. Chaotic ensued. Mm. But we back and we go. We're now. back. We're going to talk about what we were going to talk about, which is... World building. World building. We all know it. We all love it. But what does make good world building? And and maybe just a reminder. What does build, build world building mean? What does it mean? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. Can, you give, a, can you give a short... So, so we talk about world world building um, uh, as in um, creating fictional worlds, creating creating basically lands, or it could be any anything. I think from from a single town to uh, a land like, to like a kingdom to an entire world to an entire planets. universe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Good examples are the world of Middle Earth, where yeah. the Lord of Rings is set, or Westeros, where Game of Thrones is set, and which is a which is a kingdom, Westeros, right. or a king, yeah, is a kingdom technically, yeah, I yeah. think, or the universe of Harry Potter. We just call it a universe because yes. there's rules in that world that make yeah. it different from ours, e- even though it is based in our world, for sure. largely, right? Yeah, it, it does. We we still call at least the Wizarding World part of the world is world building. Wow, that was very confusing. World. How many yes. worlds? How many worlds within worlds? Many worlds. 
Yeah. That's a good world for dreams within dreams. Inception, the world of Inception, which yes. is based on our reality, but it's in the future. So we call that world building because you're coming up with new yeah. ideas that don't exist in our world, but that could exist. Yeah. Or, or I don't know, yeah. take the post apocalyptic world of Mad Max or, I don't know, take Fallout, post apocalyptic worlds, mm. Blade Runner, future, uh, yeah. alternate realities. Peaky Blinders, for example, might also have some world building in it. Even Maybe. though it's based Maybe. in our in our now and your difference, Peaky Blinders Although, kind of enters a gray space, I think, because it's historical, right? It is based on on historical. I just so is Game of Thrones, but, but it has the added sense. sort of impossibility of, of fantasy for sure. I think would 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 I consider the world of Peaky Blinders? Okay, world building, I guess. But it's more. I think it's more character building. Maybe they, a, they've built interesting characters. Uh, that that is this family. I think. I think why. I think that this is a good example to give. World building needs in, in order to build that world. It needs to differ enough from our current world. Thus, you need to explain it, develop it to the yes. viewer, audience, etc. There's some Thus degree of. Uh, yeah, yeah it defines from yeah exactly, yeah. and that's why it, need, it needs to be explained and showed to the audience. Right, and that's and this is how you yes. build the world. Basically, and usually Maybe. there's like different rules and traditions that apply to yeah. that world instead Maybe. of ours, the the ones we know. Yeah, so that's that's kind of why Peaky Blinders might also be a, a sort of a gray area because it's still the same morals apply the same. Uh, sort of. Well, they're not bound by the same morals because they're gangsters. But the the, <laughs> the regular people in that world are still bound by the same morals as ours. The same traditions, same ideas. There's no magic systems. There's no, no magic. There's no, no world changing event no. like an ongoing war or, yeah. or intergalactic travelers. And I think also for for something to be world building, it would have to be about something. That is larger than just one family or one individual or one house or or company, for for example. I'd say it ha- has to be a sort of a self-contained. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, uh, like a reality. Like a basically? like a self-contained microcosm, a self-contained yeah. uh, society. There's multiple multiple different factions interacting usually, or multiple different groups of people. Right or, or co- companies, organizations, whatever, right? We're all working tandem. I think this is yeah. an interesting question, but let's table this question that I have. Maybe, yeah, maybe. So maybe a good a good first question is, what are what are some worlds that have been built that you like, that you're fond about? And there are quite a few. <laughs> there are quite a few. Same for me. I mean, loads of them we've talked about Already, on this podcast sure. before, but not in this context, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Let's name... Usually, I'm a big fan of the more, I would call them science fiction-esque themed worlds. Yes. So, usually, that would uh, would mean, I think, the world Destiny, the universe of Destiny. Yes. Is, is very... That's very fond of the, the... Sort of the... You know, what it gave to me. How do you say that? Like, what... It spoke to me in a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's definitely something that I really enjoyed. The, the mix of myth mixed with fantasy... Or myth and fantasy mixed with, with science, science fiction-esque and post-apocalyptic worlds. It's just... Yes. Mm, a really good mix. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I really like is uh, uh, the world of... Uh, well, I guess the world of Mad Max, but, but 
anything post-apocalyptic, I just really You're, you're like big them. on post-apocalyptic yeah, stuff, yeah. I, th- I feel. Yeah. I, I really want to dive into that a bit more later why. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, just anything post-apocalyptic is good for me. And sometimes they mix them with like fantasy or, or right, fiction. And right. then it gets... Mm, so that's why Destiny right, is such a right. sweet spot for me. How about you? Yeah, I think I, I totally agree on... Uh, for me, it's more fantasy, I think, and more the mythological. I, I also really enjoy just reading plain myths, like the ones, which is, is also actually an interesting question. The, the ancient Greeks were basically doing world building. For sure. They came up with their pantheon of gods. Yeah. And the Norse, the same. They had this whole story for how their world was created. The Egyptians. Which is basically, it was licked into existence by a giant cow. <laughs> yeah. Which is a very strange story. Um but yeah, I think I think those worlds that sort of incorporate a more um, a mythical layer. For me, the the biggest example will always be the Lord of the Rings, um, the world of the Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth. Yeah. Which just because of the insane amount of detail and depth, Tolkien, the writer and creator of this world, has put into it. I mean, he he basically devoted his life to to making yeah. this world and there's loads of different manuscripts and notes and letters to be found in which there's still things he's figuring out where, right. where some things might not be uh the way they ended up in the books yet right but um yeah sort of the version we get from all the books he wrote about it that that sort of finished world is definitely my favorite one out of all of them just because of the the, the sheer amount of detail and the richness of the stories that that can be told in that universe. Yeah, I mean, look at the language, the languages he developed. Yes, the history of all those locations and then yeah. the folks, and uh, he has like his own myth, like creation myth within that world. I think. Yes. Yes. Uh, and like maps and all all kinds of things, songs. Yeah. I think he has a part songs, in his books. A lot, right? yeah. Songs, yeah. I, I, I love that about the about reading the books is the, the many songs and poems that you come across, which also give this world a sense of history. Like yeah. people in within that universe have made fiction about their own universe, yeah. about their own, have made tales about different heroes that uh, have lived. And maybe they were true, maybe they weren't. The whole thing is sort of written as if uh, so, so he basically wrote the books as if they were myths he found and sort of translated into modern English, which is right. really interesting. Uh, so it's sort of a, a mythical, fictional world, but that has their own fiction within it also. Yeah. And their own myths. It's really layered when you start to sort of analyze what the world is and what what it Entails, yeah. And I think Bill, that's why it's it's one of the. I mean, it's it's so influential on a lot of things that came after. Yes, that's why it's such a good example of, of course, what yeah. world building is, because someone it's it's sprouted from someone's mind, or you know, mm-hmm. if we believe him, it just things he found. But uh, and he created this thing that feels super uh, real in in its within its own contained, as you call it, microcosm. It, yeah, it, it's complete. It's in depth. There's, you know, you could be in there. You could find yourself being a character or just being there yes, and then it's yes, you yeah. could live your life there because it's uh, how do you say that that's a that's a very good point actually the the universe of middle earth is one of those universes where it's not difficult to imagine yourself there and to imagine yourself reacting to because at the core i feel like 
what Tolkien wrote is very much about the different species of people, the, the elves and the dwarves and the humans and how they work together. It's 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 about uh especially the stories that are being told in the books are about brothers brother fellowship literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, working together to, to um to conquer different enemies or challenges. Yeah. 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 So it's very at its core it's very human, I think. And the same, I feel, goes for Mad Max, for example. Right. Especially when Fury Road came out. That yeah. sort of, I feel like that really humanized the whole universe. Right. Even though the people living in it are crazy. It's violent. At its core, everybody wants to be happy, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. what, what that film is about. Mostly. I mean, if you, if you think about it. Mad Max is so much about they're searching for something, this sort of promised land that is way beyond yeah. the horizon it isn't there. And then halfway through, they're like, but it's not there. Let's just turn around and go to that happiness we know. I mean, it's, that's very simple yeah. in a way. It's, it's, it feels in a movie standpoint or like in a, a narrative standpoint. It's very it's rudimentary. Like, it's like, oh, we go and we turn around. Yeah. It's funny, but it actually goes, it, it talks about something very human. Yeah. I think we can identify with that. Exactly, exactly. And maybe these stories get so much weight because they're, they're in the first hand, they're, they're human and uh, you, know, yeah. you identify with them. It's something that you can find. But it takes place in this world or this setting, uh, which is fantastical or, or yes, imaginary, yes. but one that works and, and through all those extremified uh, harsh, hardships or, or, or yeah. world settings, um, I don't know, I feel like it gets amplified and gets, I don't know, this cool yes. and epic tale yes yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right and and that's I think maybe one of the things that makes these universes great it's not that obviously these stories are about humans and the human experience but these worlds help tell those stories because they sort of underline or elevate certain struggles or problems that that are here in our own uh, real life world right but we tend to not to talk about in films or because it gets too on the nose or it might be too confronting even like, yeah. like I feel like that's a big part of uh, Mad Max is, is just imagining this world that's absolutely crazy and violent and, um, and out there, if you would make the same story about this world, it would be about war about the, you know, but the, the the because it's a different universe, it helps to create some distance to the subject yeah, matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, w- what do you think more is 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 there about these worlds that makes them truly great and immersive? Yeah. Well, Instead of maybe the ones that don't, I don't know. It's really difficult to name worlds that don't. Yeah. Because I was, I was you trying don't, to think of you don't you really were... hear about those. Yeah, you tend to forget them yourself uh, yeah. because they're they're not as memorable. Uh, maybe. A nice example might be the world of Narnia. I remember as a kid, I, I you know, yeah. read those books, uh, read them, watched those movies. I really liked them. I, right now, I mean, I'm not much of a fan anymore. But as yeah. a, for a kid, it's perfect. Um, and I think it just has to do with with, with the things. It's sort of uh, how you say that, like it, like what it tries to um, tries to give you as an audience or a viewer. Yeah. And and what it's sort of uh, what emotion or what sort of it's it's, it's uh, tries to uh, speak like. Jeez, how do you say that? Like they try to speak to you a certain language, right? Say, say a universe the, the, or a story has a yes. They they yeah. they, 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 they um, talk a certain language to you. Uh, w- uh, would you say maybe the 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 world has some inherent 
themes that are yeah yeah exactly and that, that are more prominent in that world than in our real life chaotic fairy non-fictionalized yeah. world yeah and yeah. I think uh, depending on, on the audience and also the universe like maybe those things just speak to like you on a particular time uh, certain right, way yeah. and do it very well yeah. Um, yeah anyway I forgot the question <laughs> Uh, the world. the The question was: So, are there other things that make these worlds right. work or make them truly immersive? Right. So, part of it has to. What I tried to say with all is that part of it has to do with uh, relatability, like what it sort of speaks yes, to you as, a, as yeah. a human. Another part has to do with immersion. I think for me is very important. Also, yeah. um, and I think what also helps is that, um, and you mentioned it already: depth and and and, and complexity, like a layered. The yeah. feeling that there might be more. And that's what I like a lot about certain worlds is that uh, certainly you have the main story of the main events that you know, and yes. uh, but there's more to it. There might be, you know, there are the other, you know, the other stretch of land beyond that forest that you read about or just briefly mentioned. Right. Who knows what what dwells there or that planet beyond that system? Yes. You know what what's there, and if a universe sometimes or if a universe hints at that or gives you just enough to sort of dream about it. I, I guess right. that really helps. I have that with Destiny. I have the Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, and I think uh, science fiction things are good with that because you know a lot of things always takes place on planets or yes, yes. Or, uh, and such. Um, so it, it, sort so of, it, it makes you dream within that yeah. verse, or it has the possibility of it being more than it actually is. Than it just than than is being shown. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's a thing for me at least. That if I if I have that. Then it's something that I really, I don't know, I really identify with or sort of right, connect with, right. basically. I think that's also why, for example, the Star Wars universe has so many fans. It's just because the, I mean, they've made a whole lot of books that were written uncanon. How do you yeah, say that? They, right. They've uncanoned them. So there's a <laughs> yeah. new, the new canon. But in the old canon, there was, there was like, I don't know if, it, if there's hundreds, but there's lots of books. Lots yeah. of books, comics, comics, comic, well. comics. Uh, the movies, of course, but but besides that, there's this whole universe that even if you've only seen the movies, you know, like there's this feeling of oh, there's way more to this. Yeah, there's different factions, and you can sort of read into it if you want. The same same goes for Lord of the Rings. Even if you've only read the three Lord of the Rings books, then there's still The Hobbit, The Silmarillion, uh, these other books with tales. Yeah, uh, there's this whole world you, you sort of can dive into. Yeah. And I feel like with with Destiny, they do that too, right? Yeah, for as far as far as as big as it was, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's obviously way smaller of scale, and um, it really lived with the release of the first game. But they they did that in the form of, of having a lot of um, they call it they weren't books, but they were pieces of text, lore texts yes. that were you could collect them throughout the game, and you had to read them somewhere else online. It was like right, um, but but they they did the same. I think they just. I wouldn't say stole, but it took a lot of iteration from Lord of the Rings in that yeah. uh, some stories were written, or a lot of stories were actually written from the perspective of characters within that right. world, and it showed their views, their 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 um, how do you say it? the events that they uh, you know witnessed. Some of them were from the perspective of yeah. a certain alien faction, or right, or, right. or a certain uh, character that was doing practicing dark, a type of dark magic, basically. Uh, within. Right, yeah. And that's really interesting because it explains you a part of the world, but it's, it's very focused. It's very yes, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so that's also uh, a great, yeah. a great uh, thing to have in your world when you're world building. I think is to to have 
uh, the ability to look at it from different perspectives, right? Yeah. A, a, as a writer, that's really, it's really going to help you develop, I think, um, make it more logical. That's also why, um, again, going back to Lord of the Rings, uh, Sauron is such an interesting, is such an interesting character once you start reading into the background stories of, of what transpired. Like, there's multiple wars that have been going on. Uh, basically, his master, Sauron's master, was shunned by the other uh, creators of this universe. And that, that's where sort of this anger comes from. And then they, they've, they wage a war, they've, they lost it. And then, you know, so, so there's this motivation yeah. for each side. And I feel like with Destiny, that's the same. The, even the, the bad guys, quote-unquote, have their motivations for, for sure. doing what they do and for, um, yeah, for that. And I think that's really something that, yeah, that's something that's really important. Yeah, good point about yeah. those perspectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what would you say are maybe worlds that work less good and why is that? Do, do you know any? Are there... Are there Worlds that come to mind. Usually, it's, it's very difficult to think of some, but usually, I have it with movies or TV shows that are not that great, where world building is a bit lacking. And yeah. You notice it because sometimes, I guess, like the the internal logic of either the characters or or how the world operates, for example, it has a doesn't. type of magic doesn't really, you know, it's illogical or it's not yeah. consistent. And usually it's just because they didn't think it through. I think it's more about consistency even than than how logical it is. Because if you look yeah. at if you look at, for example, Harry Potter, that world makes no sense at all. They do things that are like the owl is a very slow bird. Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah. would you use that to send the mail, you know? Right. Uh, stuff like that. It's not logical, but it's consistent for right. the world. They yeah. just use owls because that's the way it is. It's their tradition or something. The owls carry mail. And thus it feels right. right? And thus it, it feels sense. correct because it, it it has its own internal rules, yeah. which don't necessarily follow our logical rules, but they're internal. I think that's sort of what you're referring to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Another thing I might mention, or we talked about uh, things being layered or complex, or maybe very extensive because of books and everything. Yeah. Having that is not does not make a universe good per se. There, no. there are those universes that are very extensive, and there's a lot of it, and you tack a lot of it. You see it. I see it personally a lot with those video games that sort of try to be Destiny or Dark Souls. Uh, what they do is they try to add a lot of lore and item descriptions and these books and promotional stuff. They just add yes. a lot, and it doesn't equal it being good. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it is because what you mentioned, that they don't have a human yeah. character to follow. or I, I, I think so. Maybe because at the core, we are human and we tend to gravitate towards things that are about other humans or about other, at least creatures like an elf is not a human, but we can still relate to it because yeah. it's humanoid, right? Uh, so to speak. And I I feel like sometimes where where these worlds kind of stop working is is when oh yeah. This this item description is very interesting and and it's a cool item that that can be true for sure. But we still need some human story to it. 
Like that's the that's that's I feel like the the I forgot the name of the sword, but the the broken sword in Lord of the Rings. Right. It's not just a cool item. It's a cool item because it's been used by these great characters before. And it, it has some uh, emotional value to specific characters. Sure. And that's why it sort of is an interesting right. thing, right? Yeah. And and if we're talking about, um, I don't know, the, uh, the, the weapons Master Chief uses. Yeah. They're cool because Master Chief uses them, right. not because the item itself is cool. And that's, that's, I feel like, where sometimes these worlds go wrong is, look, here's a very cool item, but we don't know whose it is or, or yeah. why it's, who finds that important. Or, right. uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm just, it might be it. I'm yeah. just spitballing here, too. I mean, do you have any examples of, of not well-built worlds? It's a good question. I feel like... Uh, it's a, that's a really interesting question. There's... There's not a lot of worlds that I know of that I find not very good. And that has to do, I think, with um, the fact that you don't see those worlds because they don't get popular. Yeah. If if we look at the MCU, for example, sure, there's, there's films in that universe that don't work as well. But it has more to do with the story and maybe the specific world building in that within that film right. than uh, the world building of that universe. Because the world building of that universe has been going on for for a very long time, and it just it just works. And there is a reason why people keep coming back to it, and, right. and why we know it because of that. Right, right. So it's it's very difficult. It's it's a very difficult question. It is, yeah. I think I'm trying to think about. Maybe a TV show I've seen that didn't work. That has a world that didn't work. I think it does show that that a universe definitely on its on its own is is not much, and it definitely falls no. or rises with 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 the with stories the, with that the story are being told that it, there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think so. And and that's an interesting question because there, I feel like there's a difference between a worlds that have been built just as a world-building exercise and that are interesting enough to tell a cool story within. I feel like that's the case for Lord of the Rings. Right. He was developing that world anyway, and then he decided to tell this cool story set in that world. But there's also worlds that have been developed for a specific story to be told, which I feel is more true, for example, uh, about The Witcher. Right. Right. I don't. I'm not 100% certain about that, but it feels that way because the the Witcher's universe mostly goes into detail about things that revolve around their characters and and the specific characters that are that are the main characters in the story. Right. right. While the universe of Lord of the Rings, there's there's terrible amounts of information about specific halflings that live in the shire. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, maybe don't matter as much to the to the story, but are interesting characters in their own right. right. Or that one inn along the riverside, just further up from yes, the shire. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the the inn at Bree. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly yeah. that one. Yeah. The prancing pony. Probably. Right? And, yeah. maybe it, and yet we both know which one we're talking about. Yes, exactly. So that's that's interesting. Maybe worlds, worlds, are there worlds you find harder to get into? Yeah, I think, uh, what are good examples? 
There's this uh, Warhammer 40k, right? That's just the one yeah. thing. You know. That has a very. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot very of stuff, nice. and there's it's very popular as well. It's this. Yes. I think it was very popular because it's a war gaming. Uh, we talked about this in the podcast before. I think. Either way, it's a tabletop top down. Or it's a tabletop game where yeah. they you play with fi- miniature figurines and you fight battles yeah. down with dice and, and very cool game. Very stuff. Actually, pretty yeah. cool. And you can paint your figurines, and uh, yeah. it was based off of D and D, right? Or the other way around. I'm not sure. It's the other way around. Uh, I think you told me. The that no, it's not based. D and D is not based on Warhammer 40k. I'm pretty sure. D&D's well, not 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 the Warhammer 40k, but the, the war gaming war gaming. Age, Age of Sigmar. Right. Well, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, that's actually true. D and D was created because of war gaming, but not specifically Warhammer, but but because of war gaming. Because yeah. they figured it was so fun to create a story around their armies and then role yes, play their yes, characters. Yes, exactly. Uh, either way, uh, Warhammer 40k is this yeah. whatever. It's just this grand universe. It's very it's science fiction mixed with fantasy, basically. Yes. And, um, it just it's just not for me. It's just something feels. It doesn't speak to me personally. Yeah. I can't connect with it that well. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it's told. And that's just right. that's just the whole. I guess it's just maybe a of maybe taste that's just a, a matter of taste because yeah. there's a lot of people that do like that universe. But and what I, I do get because I I like I like the flavor of that universe very much. I, I think it's very cool. Very do- especially the 40k universe yeah. is very doom like, dark, and very very dark. And- and I think that's harder to get into for a couple of reasons. Because I, for a long time, I didn't, I, I've always wanted to sort of get into it, but I never really found a way. Right. And that's because there's not one book or one game or one mm. story that you can sort of start with. Uh, and that's true for most great universes is um, there's a film you can start with or there's a, uh, for for the MCU, you can start with one of the adventure, Avengers films and you get an idea about what this universe is about, right? You're right, you're right. And as for the Warhammer universe, that's much more difficult. Yeah. Because there's not really one great book or one great movie or one great game. Right. Even though there, is, there are books and there are uh, there is a movie, I think. Yeah, I think there are, there are short yeah. films as well, animation series. Exactly. So... Even though those are there, there's not really one that sort of shows that entire universe or shows you. That's a great starting point, and that makes it more difficult because most of the people who are into the universe started by playing the game, the tabletop game, right, and then got into the lore because of the factions they were playing. Yeah, in the game, I think. I feel the same way with the Magic, Magic the Gathering universes or stories. Very much, there. very the much. The card yeah. game is very fun and we enjoy it and we even enjoy the art or the flavor it gives. Yet when it comes to stories, there's never, I never was, I was never interested in it. And, and there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a books, lot of right? lore. There's books, there's, there's a lot of lore in that universe. But, but it's the same thing. It's just really difficult to get into because, um, yeah, you'd have to find a place to start or some, yeah. something. Maybe the people who've been playing it since the 90s, when it sort of became big, they <laughs> they sort of grew uh, along. There wasn't a lot of lore in their time, so they knew the lore that was there and then sort of kept up with it. Yeah. But now, if you want to understand the whole universe, you're going to have to read a shit ton of information. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to cobble together yourself. Yeah. Uh, a bit of unrelated. So, so could we sort of conclude maybe that that yes. a, a good universe? What what does it need to be good? We mentioned. Yes. I, uh, yeah. A couple of things. It needs 
humanity at its core. So some way or or uh, yeah, some way to relate to it yeah. as a human. Some characters maybe or some factions that that make sense from the human perspective. Yeah. Then yeah, what else? What I think else? that's the most important part. most important part. And as, as secondary or maybe it's firstly, but that's just because the, the, your first contact as as a viewer or audience with that universe has to be it has to be a nice entry point. Yes. Generally, so what you just said, for, a for, good story or for a good new book. people to get into yeah. the universe, yeah. yeah, there has to be a good starting point. That that think. shows the the whole the wholeness, yes. I guess, of the universe, the, the core of it. Yes. and that has to grab you or not, I guess. Sort of sort of a starting point to, to yeah. dive further into it. Yeah. And then I think the the one thing you said about uh, its internal logic, it should abide by their its own traditions and rules and logic. Yeah, and it if those are unclear. Or not consistent, it becomes very hard to or to believe that universe. Yeah, right? and that's yeah. and that's important. We need to believe it in order to yeah. Because these universe, these universes are crazy. They, yeah, they, they're, they, they're not gonna exist, but <laughs> they still feel so real because they make sense yeah. in their own way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess all the other things are just complexity, lore, richness. That's just extra. Yes, yes. Very cool. Very cool. So maybe uh, if you have the time, let us know what is your favorite universe and why does it work so well for you? Nice. And are there maybe universes you'd like us to dive into? Ooh, we'd love to do that. Yes. Even ones that we'll are new for us. Them. That'd be yeah. cool. We'll, like we'll do that. some research and yeah. dive into it. Research. All right. On to the next section, I on think. On to the next section. Multi... First match up today. <laughs> and multi first match up today. We are gonna matching mesh. up. <laughs> We're gonna meshing. We're gonna mesh two different mesh. universes. Should, should it should it be called multi first mesh up instead of multi first match up? You're right. You're right. Because. We're not gonna be meshing characters today. No, gonna be, no, sir. We're gonna be no. meshing entire multiverse universes, universes, yes, <laughs> into a multiverse. Oh I, yeah, I guess. And we're gonna try to make something interesting a out of it. A crossover, yes. Multiverse mashup. So we're gonna mix uh, Harry Potter with Peaky Blinders. All right. So the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Combined with Peaky Blinders, or, or intertwined, or, or, or reshaped into or a combination, blend together, or yeah. whatever, resculpted. Let's Be- uh, because this episode is about world building. We're doing some world building hey, ourselves, hey, right? Yeah, so we're in theme. We're in theme. Oh yeah. So uh, maybe let's get a quick the core of Harry Potter. What is it about? What's this world? Yeah, I mean, everyone so, knows it. So still. everyone knows it's uh, it's a wizarding wizarding universe <laughs> that yeah. exists in hidden within our universe. Right. Uh, uh, basically, that's the idea. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it's it. Wizards. They go to wizard schools. They do wizard things, and they're trying to remain hidden. Yeah. In a way. And usually there's this big evil called yeah. Voldemort or some shit. And exactly. Like exactly. And there's good wizards as well. Yes. Right. And, and what is Peaky Blinders about? I mean, most people know this too. But, but still, yeah. Uh, Peaky Blinders is this set in this uh, how do you call it? Historical setting yeah. in the early 1900s, somewhere in between yeah, the wars. I think it's, I think it's 1915. <sighs> yeah. To. 1930 something. Yeah, I think it's just in between the two world wars. Yeah, the interbellum in this exactly. time of uh, industrial revolution of money. Well, I can't, well, yeah, it's just this group, this family, the Peaky Blinders, 
having a doing criminal activities and having control over their town. And exactly. More. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically about that. Criminals. Yeah. yeah typical exactly. gangs. Violence. So so let's let's maybe spitball about some ideas that that could work in this universe. Just ra- random ideas that that are interesting. I mean, one thing that I already see is that both play, take place in England. So right. that's pretty funny. I mean, that's that's already a nice starting point. Also, we kind of know what the wrestling world at that time looks like, right? That's true. Because we, we do know it, but from the perspective of America. Because the... Right. Um, in the Fantastic Beast. In the Fantastic them, Beast. The series. Yeah. Series. They're, they're in America in the 1920s. The second one is five years after that. I well, think, possibly. Something. I think it's the same, same, same time era. Yeah. Which is interesting. I can we totally do see England in that one, right? And we know in the wizarding world there are uh, you know wizards that are morally good, and there are ones that are, I mean, outright criminals, right? Yes. Or a terrorist organization yes. looking at the Death Eaters, or yeah. that are e- evilly aligned. I mean, talk about the Peaky Blinders, right? They're 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 a group, they're a family, they are they are violent, but all they want to do is just remain in control and get fuckload of money. Yes. So I can't imagine them being having such a group, but just with magic ones. Yes, like gang wars, magic exactly. gang wars. That that's already such an interesting idea, magic gang wars. And and I was already thinking like, um, what do, what do these gangs? Because in in Peaky Blinders, it's it's about gambling, right? That yep. they're they're basically uh, uh, betting, also, yeah, uh, betting on on racehorses. Yeah, but maybe. It's Quidditch in this universe. Oh, that makes sense. Or, or like a magical creature. Yeah, that, that they, they ride, race. right? Yeah, yeah, they sure. they race magical creatures against each other. But I thought Quidditch was very interesting. Like, there's a whole that's very funny. sort of betting, right? Uh, underground betting thing going on. Yeah, with the and we Quidditch. see and we see this happen in real world as well. They're being yes. betting on sports. Yes, exactly. Ooh, and I can imagine these gangs. You know, they're, in, they're, they're maybe there's gangs that are fighting with each other because you know they want to have control over this area of the city. And they're mingling with the muggles because, you know, the violence spills over. Mm. You know, maybe there are non-magic users caught in a crossfire. Right. And, the, and, you know, the wizarding government, I'm not sure how it's called, the ministry. The ministry, ministry of Magic. They still, they, they, their most important thing is re- keeping order and remaining hidden. So yes. they, they don't want those gangs to be all out violent. So there's this interesting maybe power struggle where Ooh, they want to crack down on the gangs, but they still have to remain uh, 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 like hidden, and maybe the gangs don't yeah. care as much. They're like, whatever. We stay in power. We have money. Maybe that could be interesting. That they're not as afraid of the Muggles. They're they're really sort of out there. That's pretty cool. And they're at war, maybe with like regular gangs, like they're like exactly. maybe like the regular Peaky Blinders at right. war with a wizarding gang. Because you can that, imagine the, the the Muggles being all not yeah. magic users being all you know scared of those magic users and not a fan of them using magic. Yes, yes. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they don't know the full extent of the magic using world. Yes. Who would win? Do you think? I I wonder because I feel Pro- like probably the magic users, right? Yeah, especially at that time. Like, what is they have guns in that time? Knives and knives, but the magic users have. Yeah. Like death spells and stuff. Exactly. I think the one thing maybe the Muggles have as an advantage is that there's not a government working against them, or at least, well, yeah. no, there is probably. But I mean, as in the universe of Peaky Blinders, for example, the police is very corrupt, and they're just basically helping the yeah, Peaky yeah, Blinders yeah. stay as long as they're on the payroll, and it's yeah, all exactly. good for them. Exactly. Though it makes you wonder. 
how does like a government, like a non-magic user government, uh, sort of operate at the same time as a magic using government? Like, do they work together? Maybe you, it, it makes the thing like maybe all up yeah. there, they're still they know of each other and they are and they decide and they, they, they decide both to keep it hidden. That's a very interesting question. I I don't think is is that ever talked about in the Harry Potter universe? I, I, I don't. don't think I feel so like much. in the Fantastic Beast uh, uh, series, there's like this sort of hint at a all-out war between magic users and non-magic users. Right? Yes. Sort of brooding as yeah. a sort of like allegory, I guess, to the Second World War. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I don't think it's explored in depth. And that's very, like a very interesting sort of setting. To it's honest. very interesting. I mean, obviously, I think that's not explored as much because the Harry Potter universe is sort of meant for kids or young adults. Yeah. And they might not find that part as interesting. Yeah. This this does, which is a total, total side path, but (laughs) that could be very interesting to make a more adult uh, book or film in that same universe. Because they'll they'll have... About these power struggles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The theme will be way different. Uh Uh-huh. But maybe this this world could be that a sort of more serious and dark version of that wizarding world, right? Yeah. What you see in the Peaky Blinders is that it's very brooding how those uh, sort of nationalistic uh, uh, sort of uh, like pol- those political movements are, are gaining a lot of power, at least yeah. in, in the Peaky Blinders. I think historically we see that saw that as well. Yeah, with, with those very socialist or communistic uh, movements and those yes. how do you say it, nationalistic and fascistic movements. And yeah. there's all sorts of things are happening basically yeah. at that time. I can imagine that just with uh, pro magic users and non magic users like having their own political movements. Right. And, yeah. I don't know. Some kind of very brooding. Very. That, that could be interesting because the uh, what you said like com- communism and socialism play a big role, especially in the first seasons of Peaky Blinders, yeah, yeah. where there are certain members of the gang that that. Um, are part of are also part of yeah. socialist uh, groups. Oh, and also but but IRA, they don't right? really take a side. Yeah, yeah. Until I think in later seasons they they kind of become anti-fascist people because I mean they're gypsies, so they're going to be anti-fascist. But it's very interesting um, that you could almost directly translate that to the Wizarding World, right? Yeah. I think well, Grindelwald gaining power. Yeah. I mean, Grindelwald is basically Hitler for, <laughs> yeah. for the wizarding yeah. world. Exactly. Grindelwald gaining power and them trying to, as a gang, sort of work against that. So they're sort of good, but but also the money they have and the resources they have, they acquired in a very, you know, dirty yeah, way. That's interesting. D- way. Yeah, the family is opposed to what Grin- Grindelwald or a similar character stands yeah. for, which is oppression of the wizarding yeah. world. Upon the muggles and I don't know all kinds of nasty things, yeah. but they're still a gang, so they're a gang for good. Exactly. Maybe maybe they are actually pro uh, becoming more open and and sort of uh, living together in harmony. Yeah. So they they share some goals with, because Grindelwald does want the Wizarding World to get un- uncovered to, to come out of the shadows, so to right. speak. Yeah, yeah. But to then dominate the the yeah. muggles, right? Yeah. And. Maybe what they want is not to dominate them, but but they do want to get out of the shadows. Yeah, like Grindelwald. Yeah, only to live in harmony with the muggles. That'd be interesting because that's the the big development in Peaky Blinders, right? Yeah. Is that Tommy basically starts out as a as a common criminal and yeah. then changes, it sort of becomes more moralistic. At, at some point, he's a political figure. 
Yeah. With all the wealth associated with it and all the power. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I mean, that, that could also be an interesting story told in this universe, right? One of the gang members becoming a, uh, a member of the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, yeah. No, right? I could totally see that happening. Yeah. happening. Pushing for legislation that is less, uh, you know, about secrecy and more about uh, harmony or yeah. uh, using magic out in the open. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Would, they, would they want to influence Hogwarts also? Probably, right? Because it's yeah. a very influential place. I mean, if they, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, how do you say that? They're um, having, they make young magic users into adults and potent wizards. And, and yeah. uh, so I can imagine if you have power over that, then you have exactly power. Yeah, you get a teacher in place that supports you yeah. and your ideas. I think you can imagine it being very, very much about politics and power grabs that are behind screens. I, I think that's the interesting, the interesting thing about this, about this world is, yeah. is the, is the politics of this uh, imagined universe where this gang sort of operates. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't even have to be about a gang, but just about a figures family. that are like politically active. Yeah. Yeah. Or a business. Well, business. Th- what is interesting about it being a gang is that they're you know morally questionable yet yes. they, they yet yes. they do take a stance about something. That's that's true, and and most of the like main characters we meet in the Harry Potter universe are good, are at their core yeah moralist, uh, more very moralistic true. and and yeah. Like true good guys, There's no, but yeah. it could be interesting to tell a more dark and morally ambiguous story yeah. in that universe. Sure. I mean, there's there there's definitely moral ambiguity in the in the Harry Potter universe. For example, Snape is one of them, and uh, yeah, I mean Voldemort also in a sense. Maybe not. He's, well, he kind of is true evil. In a, in a way, I think Harry Potter is is it's, it's yeah. It's like you said, it's very a lot, very clear. Good. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more black and white than the Peaky Blinders. Than Peaky Blinders, which is very morally imbued and for sure. Yeah. yeah, all of the characters you identify with them, and they all have their flaws and all have their violent or, right. or bad tendencies. Exactly. For sure. And that's interesting to add that to a universe where there exists this magic, this very powerful uh, uh, ability that some people have. Yeah. You can do terrible things with it, but also really good things. And what do you choose to use it yes. for? What responsibilities do you take? Yeah, exactly. Um, while wielding this power. With great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, there that we go. And it's, it's a very nice sort of a platform to say, well, you know what? Take this game. Go play in it. Yes. This is the universe. Have yes. fun. Yeah, I think that's telltale for a good world-building universe. Yeah, I mean the fact that we've already come up with so many different ideas yeah. within this universe. What I think though would, great. would would be nice would maybe be a requirement is for magic to be a bit nerfed, like down degraded in power for most magic users. Yes, for it to make a bit more sense for the fact that it's just you know yeah. criminals. It it would have to be a bit more realistic, maybe. Yeah. The, the, Universe, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe the, the ones that are very skilled, they they have the sort of magic that you see in Harry yeah. in the Harry Potter universe. But overall, the common user is just right, they right. know a few things. They can do a bit, but they're not great because they're criminals. They're not really schooled. They're exactly, not scholars exactly. or academia. Uh, yeah, they're they're self taught probably. Probably, yeah, and they and, and dirty in using, dirty ways using stolen ones and exactly and yeah books. Yeah. I mean, it's also just a very cool 
I can already imagine like this guy with that with the like the, the classic how do you call those caps that the Peaky Blinders wear? Yeah, like the the, the <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 yeah. The are they called Peakies? I think they're called Peakies. The caps. Possibly, possibly, yeah. yeah. So, so with those caps, a long coat, and then pull out a yeah, wand what? from under yeah. your your long coat, and I mean, so oh, that's great, very and cool. They have a shipment of another another shipment of stolen wands that they're like in the yeah. black market, like oh, just 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 yeah, yeah, putting yeah. it away in the docks, and then there's like, magical, like magical crystals or yeah. something. Yeah, and there's like magical bloodhounds that from from the magical police. Oh, that's very cracking cool. down on them, sniffing and all that, and then there's that's muggles cool. showing up on the dock and. Those are maybe enchanted, so they you know ignore all the yes. magic stuff happening. Yes, and it can lead to some comical things as well. Yeah, I and think so. I think so. In a situation, but it have to be very secretive. Yeah. That there's like a police chase going on. Yes, in a muggle yes. street, something like that. Man, this does sound great. I love it. Yeah. I would think it works. Great, would work great in a sort of Dungeons and Dragons setting. Oof, that'd be very cool. Or a role play, any role playing setting. Maybe we should try it sometime in a in a role play setting to yeah. to. Yeah, it's very interesting because you can start to think about what type of character. It's a it's a world where there can be a lot of interesting characters yeah. can exist, right? Yeah. With different perspectives, different views on the on the situation. Yeah. And their own uh, needs or motivations that for, that they try to figure out. Yes. Yes. And all the mess. That's a lot very of mess. Interesting. Very interesting. Mess. Very right. interesting. I love it. How do we how do we conclude this? Do we rate it? Or do we no? give it a name? Do we give it a name? That's oh a good question. God. What name would that then be? The, the, the I, I think the conclusion is just that this works. This is these are two universes that go very well together. Yeah. And they if you mix them a bit, they yeah. become a great new universe. I right? agree. Okay. I mean, it's very similar to both of them. Yeah. They're they're maybe maybe they just match naturally and then we just yeah. Um, yeah, whatever worked. Um, so uh, the, the the Peaky Potter Potterverse. Peaky Potter. <laughs> the, 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 the the Harry the Blinders. Kettle, the, the Kettle Blinders. That's that's terrible. not good. Let's terrible. not leave names to us. Maybe maybe let's just not name it. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a good Peaky name. Potters. Peaky Potters. Peaky Potters. Horrible Great. but good. Peaky Potterverse. Trademarks. Right. Trademarks. By Geeky Guys. Yes. It's ours now. You can't do it. Her! We use two things that are stolen, but that doesn't matter. Yes. It's now it's, it's original. Ours. It's original, guys. <laughs> Just reshape it into something new. And call it yours. Yes. So... Is it recording? Yes, it is. Yeah. I think. Yes, it wow. is. We can cut this out. Yes. And then we won't. So you will hear this anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All these universes and worlds oh God, that have so been built. so many worlds. It's dizzying. Yes. And tiring. What great universes did we miss? I mean, I've already kind of asked that question, but... Oh yeah, you want to go us into know. this again? Yeah. Oh yes, oh no, ask the audience. Yeah, yeah, send us to us, send it to us, uh, some way. I don't know, Instagram messages, Twitters, WhatsApps, whatever. We don't have WhatsApp. Geeky guys, WhatsApp. Call the hotline. The hotline. Geeky guys. Yes, hotline. the geeky guys hotline. Email. We even have an email. Six six six. We never link our stuff. Is our phone number. There's a way to to contact us. I swear, we're real yes. people. 
just, just look at, uh, I think in, in, on Instagram there's a thing in our bio. Oh, and maybe on Spotify look on too. Linktree. Linktree. Has Go our, to Linktree. Has, has our, our links. links. Has our, 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 how do you call that? Like email and all those all that, things. All that stuff. It's not that many, but they're yeah. there. And we would really yeah. like it. And we should probably check them, the email, yes. if people send the stuff. We will. We want viewer interaction, please. Yes. You can send also, us stuff. Also, thank you so much for listening to this to this long episode. Yeah. And, and to... Uh, uh, to listening to us ramble on about universes that we like. Diving into the depths of Lord of the Rings, Destiny, yeah. Piggy Blinders, and everything. This was, was fun. It was fun. Yes. It, it took us a while to come back to you, so we thought, you know what, let's very double sorry. down and give you something very meaty and juicy and, and dripping. Juicy. This is yeah. a dripping episode. Tasty juice. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, let's not make any promises. We just want to make podcasts, and we want to make fun stuff for you yeah. to listen to. There will be, we don't know when. But there will be a new episode. Yeah, definitely. Probably sometime. Soon. Sometime. Yeah. We're just gonna do maybe our best. not soon. Uh, you know us. We're chaotic like that. Yeah, but you know we'll know for sure. There's gonna be Halloween stuff, and we're gonna record for that. Exactly. That. So exactly. It's gonna be fine. Until that time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please rate us. Rate, rate our rate our podcast. That what? helps. I on, think. on Spotify, you can rate it on Spotify. Like with stars, you can give such? it stars. <gasps> give it five stars. That would be great. Or one. That's also good. Uh, uh, maybe don't. I prefer five. Yeah. Five. But, you know, do whatever you want. But please do rate us. And follow and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, do contact us. That's fun. Like questions or tips yes. and tricks. Or... We're so desperate. Yeah. We need viewer interaction. My God. Uh, listeners. Please. You're not We're so lonely. Us. We're lonely. That's why you don't record. That's 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 not, that's not a lie. <laughs> we are rambling. Is it not? Uh, let's, let's maybe close off this episode. Yes. Everyone. See you next time. Yes. 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 Bye. Goodbye.